Hey everyone, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds of people on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. I'm Casey Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am very excited about this show. We are going to be talking about The Terror on AMC. Yes, we are. Yep. What? Say something. <laughs> <laughs> So AMC kind of broke out about a decade ago. Mad Men came out in 2007. Breaking Bad came out in 2008. Walking Dead in 2010. Like three enormously huge and popular yeah. shows. Seasons three to six of Walking Dead were the most watched show in the entire country. Really? For uh, like the main demographic of 18 to 49. Hmm. So I mean AMC. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah for, uh, the most watched show in the country. Yeah. So AMC has been killing it. Um, uh, you know. What did they have on before that? It was um, um, American movie classics. Yeah, just, yeah. Like old, just old, old movies, crappy movies. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Um, well, well, crappy. I don't know. Like that bullshit Citizen Kane. <laughs> boring. <laughs> cool a sled. Great. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Jeez. Jeez, I didn't say what it was. What I'm talking about. Um, so, if you don't know and you're listening to this, the terror, the name is based on the HMS Terror, which mm-hmm. was one of the two warships that were transformed into these exploratory vessels uh, for the British Navy back in the mid-19th century. Um, yes. So yeah, originally the HMS Terror was a specialized warship. It oh, was, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was in a couple battles in the War of 1812, including the Battle of Baltimore, which produced the Star-Spangled Banner. Oh, really? Yeah, that was one of the oh, ships. Yeah. In the oh, yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so after that, it went on three Arctic expeditions. I'm not sure if they all were, but at least some of them were captained by the same guy who's in the show. Yeah. You know, this is all based on true events, obviously. Yeah. Including this... Until a point. <laughs> right. Until a point. Um, including this nine, uh, 1845 Northwest Passage Expedition. Yeah. Which is what the show is really based on. Yeah. Um, so, along with the HMS Erebus, uh, the Terror was the most technologically advanced ship in the world at the time. And the show kind of opens just with some text to give you some backstory about this. Yeah, they have like robot butlers. They have. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh... <laughs> um, they were outfitted with steam engines, the first time that it had ever been done yeah. uh, with a ship. There was iron plating put on them to break up the pack ice. Um, the decks for the first time were cross planked. So when they're running into ice and like all this impact is hitting the ship, uh, it distributes it more evenly across the, the deck. Yeah. Wow. So it doesn't just like shatter. Just, into, yeah. You know, whatever. I didn't know any of this. Like, I don't think I ever thought about how these expeditions were done ever. Oh, I love And I didn't stories. realize that the ship had to break up ice. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they literally yeah. had to just like plow through ice. Yeah. Um, and the British it's apparently crazy. were really, really into exploring the Arctic at this time. Yeah, um, it got oh, really? really big for a period. Yeah, just like I mean, exploring the Arctic. And... The, the, the British had taken over everything else possible, so they're like, eh, time to move to the you Arctic. Right. To the <laughs> Let, let's, let's name these desolate islands after a bunch of kings and queens that no one gives yeah. a shit about. Well, I mean, it was literally like one of the, not to sound stupid, but it was like literally one of the final frontiers. It's like, we've explored yeah, yeah. everywhere else. Yep. Let's find out what's up there. Yep, now let's go stick our flag here. Want to find the North Pole, want to find the Northwest Passage. Yeah, Lots so apparently... The Northwest Passage had been entirely documented at this time, but only partly from the east and partly from the west. It had never, and they think they connected it, but they had never oh, okay. done an entire voyage through yeah. the Northwest Passage. Okay. Um, it, if you're not familiar with what the Northwest Passage is, it's through the Canadian Arctic from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean. 
which would obviously be the quickest way for British ships to get to the Pacific and trade in, yeah. you know... Uh, Instead of like going all the way Asia. around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, just real quick, some fun things I found. The ships were stocked with two tons of tobacco. Nice. 8,000 tins of preserves, 1,200 books, and 7,500 liters, which is 2,000 gallons of liquor. Nice. <laughs> oh, I wow. Mean, you know, you gotta. Yeah. And the expedition was planned to last three years. Okay. Yeah, I so, did wonder that because so there's really not any ports they can stop in at a certain point. It's like right. no, they yeah, can't no. stop off and stock up. Yeah, so ideal scenario, they were thinking this would be a three-year trip from you know Britain oh, to wherever. Yeah. Can you imagine that? No. Like, being <laughs> stuck <laughs> on a ship in the cold? Yeah. Yeah, leaving yeah, your family for three years? Yeah, no I can do it. Um, so again, they tell us right away... Um, kind of the backstory to the ship and that these two vessels were famously, famously, famousless, god damn Famouslessly. Famouslessly. <laughs> Famously lost. Famously lost. Yeah. <laughs> and that the crew is gone. So, you know, it's not spoilers. There's no surprise as to what's ultimately coming yeah, but it's at not the a, end of the series. It's not about the history. It's about Ex- the story. Exactly, the exactly. People. So the show starts off in the future, in the future, um, the in, distant future, the, the distant future of 1851. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a British sailor speaking with an Inuit who's telling him about the ship, about the people. He says everyone's gone, dead and dead and gone. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I guess we're kind of hearing this from his perspective, at, at, at least to start. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Um, was this an Inuit? Well, I guess we don't really know. I was say, is this an Inuit we met? But I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember that once. Because was, this was a two-hour, I mean, it was technically two episodes, but it was like a two-hour season premiere, so. Yeah. You know. um, so then we jump back six years to the summer of 1846, which is when the HMS... Summer of Love. <laughs> the Summer of Love. <laughs> which is when the Terror and the Erebus um, are well on their way, and they've already left Baffin Bay. Is that how you pronounce it? Baffin Bay? I do not know. I don't know. I should probably know that. Um, to try to navigate the Northwest Passage. And... The last time the two ships were ever seen was in Baffin Bay. Some whaling ships remembered seeing them. Yeah. So at this point in the story, no one ever sees them again. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that we know of historically. Yeah. So we've got Sir John Franklin, who's in charge of the Erebus, and he's played by, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, Kieran Hines? Yeah, maybe Kieran Hines. That looks about right. Um, <laughs> so, some Irish name. He's an Irish guy. Uh, he played Mance Raider on Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Um, and, you know, he's been in other things, I'm sure, but nah. that's how I recognize him. His next in command is James Fitzjames, which I thought was a funny name when I looked it up. He's played by another Game of Thrones actor, Tobias Menzies. Uh, he plays Edmer Tully, who was married at the Red Wedding. Do you remember that at all? Um, Before everyone got slaughtered? He actually survived it. And was I remember it. I, I don't remember that. I, I definitely recognize that guy. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, so we've got two Game of Thrones veterans There's here. and then so many Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah any, any British show has Game of There's Thrones. There's so people. many names. And then Francis Crozier uh, captains the HMS Terror, and he's played by Jared Harris, who was Lane Price on Mad Men, and he was great in that. Okay. What? I was trying to jump in to be like, he was on Mad Men, but you are covering <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so really early on, they established there's some like serious tension between these officers yeah. of the two ships, um, particularly between Francis and James, the captain and the second in command. Yeah. Sir John seems to have more respect for Francis. Yeah. Um, the other, the other captain and Sir John is like the guy. Yeah. So they're both captains, but he's like in charge of the expedition. Yeah, yeah. Sir John. So he has respect for Pran- for Francis and he's trying to get James to lay off on him. 
but there's like definitely some weird tension and you could tell there's something else at play. Yeah. There's they some backstory. Lot, they talk a lot about like previous, you know, expeditions. Yeah. And so, yeah, they kept jumping back you to know, that. You know, we don't know like what could have gone down and... Right. So who knows? And then the two ships start running into larger and larger pieces of ice and uh, Francis, who had previously captain the HMS Terror through Arctic expeditions yeah. said, you know, this this isn't like normal summer summer melt, which they were expecting to run into. He said it's pack ice breaking up from some like northern climate um, that's coming down through a strait. So this is like some pretty serious ice that they're already hitting into in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a look at the below deck crew. Um, kind of like, you know, the lowly crew members yeah. probably not getting paid much. You know, they're they're on this because they're poor and they just want a little bit of glory. Yeah, they want to get some glory. Um <laughs> And one guy starts spitting up this like really dark blood, convulsing. He like falls on the table. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys noticed this. The one guy immediately sits up at the table and walks away. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy across from <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like fuck that. this. I'm not getting whatever disease yeah, this guy has. That's exactly what I would do. Everybody else at the table, everybody else at the <laughs> yeah. table like grabs him. They're like, somebody come help. And they're like trying to lift him up. And the one yeah. guy just walks away. Yeah. That is Casey. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm out of here. Uh, I did like. He was spitting up blood, so it was like kind of on his face, like on his cheeks and around his mouth. Yeah. And one guy just takes his hand and wipes the blood all over his face. <laughs> did you guys see that? Yeah. No. I don't know what he did that for, but he like literally like just wiped blood all over his face. That like, is so like, weird. I, I know guess to was... wipe it away from his mouth, oh, but maybe. it looked like just like, yeah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like some crazy war paint or something. I don't know. Um, so Sir John takes him back to the Erebus, the sick guy. To, I guess to find out what was wrong with him. And while this is happening, the Erebus has some ice stuck in the propeller, but we just see it as like the ship lurching forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some guy who's up on the, uh, what's it called? Crow's Nest? Yeah. Whatever it's um, called. He, he falls off into the water and he's dead within a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he comes up for air for a second and then obviously shock, whatever. He freezes to death and, yeah. and sinks. Then we go back to the dying kid whose name is David Young. And he's, he's told pretty plainly by everyone like, oh, you're going to die. Yeah, that was like yeah. so weird. Like, I don't know. You could just be like, "No, you might. It's fine. You're sick. You might get through this." Yeah, but, no. Like, you're you not. Know. You're not gonna make it. And then the doctor's like, "Yeah, we're gonna cut you open after you die to yeah. find out what's wrong." And he's like, "No, don't do it." He's like, "All right, if Sir John says to do it, I'll do it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you have a choice. And Sir James. Man. Sir James. Sir James was the first in command. Sir John. No, Sir John's. Yeah, yeah, Sir John's the first in command. Who's Sir James? Uh, Fitz James is the third in command. Sir James was someone that. Francis and Sir John had been on a previous expedition with, but like that they kept cutting back to. I listen. I oh, took geez. really copious notes. Yeah, I didn't. And um, <laughs> I literally just wrote down the word Sir James so I would know the guy in command. But I guess I was wrong. Yeah. So Sir James who was someone job. who I guess we'll find out more about that. But they were going to like name that one of the straits after yeah. that they had like yeah. gone through. Okay. So a lot of these scenes were pretty gut wrenching with this poor kid. Like I know he was yeah. so sitting young, there, sitting there dying. He's obviously like scared out of his mind. Yeah, realizing he's gonna die, and they're just gonna cut him open and like toss him overboard. Yeah, um, which actually they didn't. They buried him. Yeah. on land. Um, and he was like, "Can you take my ring? It's I can't get it off. It's stuck." Um, oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. not worth that much. But like, can you send it to my sister so she has a little something? Yeah, you know, a little money or something. It's so it's so sad to me because they'll like so at this point they've been on the water for a year yeah. I think he said and like when is his sister gonna get this ring like there's nowhere for them to stop and like drop a post well to, I mean like, it would I mean, be on the ship so if if they made it out you know but that's what I'm saying like it's just such a long time between ports sure and like 
so anytime you send somebody away on a, on a ship like this, yeah. on an expedition like this, I don't know, it's just scary. Like, they could be dead. They're gone for three years. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah. What a time to live in, you know? A great time. <laughs> so the doctor is at least trying to provide him, like, a little bit of solace as he's dying. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, like, yeah. Little, yeah. yeah. Very little, but at least he's trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually he does start to die, and he has this weird vision, and it's this guy oh, yeah. standing in the corner of the room and at first his head is like really distorted and then the second time it turns into almost like a mask like a tribal mask it's like an elephant i thought yeah, it was very yeah, it was strange weird. so weird and then finally it turns into what i'm, I'm guessing is an inuit yeah 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 an older inuit guy yeah and the dying kid is screaming uh he's saying run run it wants us to run yeah and then he dies and the doctor was like, oh, it was just a hallucination. Someone else was telling the doctor this. And the doctor was like, it wasn't a hallucination. He had no fever. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. was, he was seeing clearly. I saw him looking, you know, into something. Yeah. Wait. Um, and there's a couple points throughout the show where I'm, where I was questioning myself, like, is this, is there some like mystical thing at play? Is there like, yeah, were they gonna some magic or some sci-fi element to this? I wasn't really sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I think there is for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we can um, get back into I'll it later. Get back into it later. Yeah, but yeah, I thought like I thought it was. I don't know. It was fine that the doctor was like, "Yeah, I believe him," but I'd also be like, you know, yeah, maybe he was just he was dying. Maybe he was just hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Um Then actually, this next scene has one of those elements in it. Uh, Mister Collins is his name, who was going to jump in after the drowning sailor. Like you know, they kind oh, of yeah, yeah. they kind of established him early on as like he was trying to do good. Yeah. Um, he's put into some like scuba like gear. <laughs> For, for oh, the 18, yeah. 1840s. Great. <laughs> and they're basically like, uh, Captain uh, Sir John's like, oh, I really envy you being able to be, get dropped in this water. Yeah, he says that to like everyone who's like doing something dangerous. He's yeah, like, he's so full of shit. You're so lucky to yeah. do yeah. this. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so jealous. For, for queen and country. For queen and yeah. country. So he gets dropped into the water to try to figure out what's wrong. He was like, you know, if I pull the rope once, it's this. If I pull the rope twice, it's this. If I pull the rope three times, it's pull me up. Yeah. And if I have a leak, you're going to have to pull me up really hard, really fast because I'm going to be really heavy. And he's like, why is the surgeon not on board? He's like, they're downstairs. He's like, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets dropped underneath the Erebus to try to figure out what's wrong. And um, he's under the water. There's a big chunk of ice stuck in one of the propellers. And they intersperse those scenes with scenes of the doctor cutting open the deceased David Young and like forcibly ripping out his breastplate. Yeah. To oh, yeah. That was you know, graphic. That was yeah. a very cool scene, I thought. I yeah. liked how they cut between those oh, two. Yeah. And, it was a really cool feeling cutting between those two. And I was trying to like figure out, all right, there's some metaphor here yeah. that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was cool. Then the ice is removed by Collins. He like uses us kind of a it spear. It looks like a big, oh yeah, harpoon probably. Yeah, harpoon. Yeah. Um, to pick, pick at the ice until it eventually, you know, gets dislodged. Um, and then he turns and he sees someone floating towards him, which I guess was the dead sailor That's since they were... What- in a similar spot? Yeah, that's a, I, I guess that, but it also looks like it was meant to look right. some sort of weird. Like, is it a weird thing. spirit or yeah. something coming it, out of it? It was definitely ambiguous in that way. Yeah, so yeah. You don't really know. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. There's a lot of ambiguous stuff. Where yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it could just be this, you know, scientifically explainable thing. Or yeah. it could be something really screwed up. Yeah, yeah. So, now shit's getting really serious. There's more heavy ice coming from the north. And so the captains all convene to discuss, you know, what the hell they're going to do. And one of the captains has a monkey. 
on yeah. board. Oh, yeah. And there, someone else has a dog on board. And I thought, that's so odd. On a three-year expedition, you're going to try and feed these two animals also? I think they did do stuff like that. I mean, I like guess they, were, they like, did. On expeditions, they were like oh, sure. pick up animals at, at ports and stuff. And oh, just okay. Animals, like the crew pets. Yeah, they want some kind of companionship. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So Francis, captain of the HMS Terror, wants to put both crews on the Terror since the Erebus were, at this point was not really functioning properly. Put everyone on the one boat, head south... Um, around some island, King William like Island or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. William, yeah. Something. Which at the time, this is what I gathered, they weren't sure if it was an island or just a big piece of land jutting out from the rest of yeah, Canada. Yeah, it seemed like they weren't sure if they so could he's actually like, get through. Right, so he says, let's head south. If if it is an island, we find a new, route, a new route around it. We go south around it instead of north. If it's not, then we wait until spring. You know, we're safe over winter, and then we can retrace our steps and go back around when it's warmer. Yeah. Um, totally but, reasonable. Right, totally reasonable. But of course, this is like wasting potentially like an entire year of the expedition. Yeah. And Sir John's like, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're two weeks away from getting through this. We're going to be on our way through the passage. Um, Francis warms him again. Again, there's like some path that we don't know about. Yeah. And he's like, you know what desperate men will do. Yeah. You know, alluding to some issue that came up, which yeah, yeah, yeah. presumably we'll find out about later in the series. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, ice immediately overtakes. Yeah, it's like six days later, and they're just totally engulfed in ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah they said for for six days, the guys are out there. They're picking away at it. They're trying to blow it up with TNT. Yeah. And then finally, they show Sir John waking up in the morning. He goes up to the deck and looks out, and everything is frozen over. As yeah. far as the eye can see, yeah. it's just ice. Yeah, it's crazy. The ship is totally stuck. There's no way they're moving. Um, this is when the, is this is about when the compass starts spinning. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. The, that's the next scene. Because he brings all the higher-ups up to the deck, yeah. and he's like, you know, we're, we're part of the pack now, meeting um, the pack of ice, yeah, yeah. The, the pack ice. Um, he's like, you know, tell the rest of the crew, be cheery about it, you know, tell them this is what they signed up for, the adventure of a lifetime, yeah. for queen and country. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But then most of the guys go down, and it's just him and Fitzjames, and they exchange this look, and like, they both know this, they're this, screwed. Yeah, there's a like, problem. Like, bad stuff is going to go down. Yeah. Um, and then Fitzjames looks down at the compass, yeah, and it's spinning like crazy. Yeah, which I guess they, they show it before, where it's like kind of being a little weird. And he says, you know, the North Pole, the magnetic North drifts, right? You right. know, like a thousand miles or you know, hundred miles a day or whatever it can just go crazy. And now it's just spinning. Does that <laughs> mean they're at the North Pole, or is that just like I, I think they're just it's something far weird enough that they're not going to be able to reliably use a compass. Yeah, yeah. And oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, he tells one of the guys, he's like, you know. Chart, chart where we are. I want to know exactly where we are. And then they show this compass spinning and like, you guys have no idea where you are. Yeah, no. You're literally, you're part of a giant piece of ice that's just going to float wherever the hell it wants to yeah. float. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, and then I was a little bit surprised. They flash forward at this point eight months later and it's the spring of oh, 1847, yeah. the next year. Um, so I guess, you know, besides burning through eight months of rations, nothing like really crazy has transpired yet. Yeah. that That's one of the things that kind of bummed me out because yeah. like, this is a survival tale at this point, in yeah. a way. And no one seemed, like, depressed or, like, they're, like, playing soccer outside. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're eight ice. months trapped on ice, you know, on a, a ship, and they're living on a ship, and they're living, like, just yeah, hoping that they can get out eventually. Yeah. And they're, like, I, I would have liked to see them worn down and, and stuff like that. But they yeah. all seem perfectly chipper. I guess at this point... It's spring, you know, as Francis says, in name only. It's not really spring because yeah, yeah. it's, no, still, it's... it's still like sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. Um, but I, maybe at this point they see an end in sight, so that they're outside playing soccer in the yeah. sun. And just remember it's sub-zero in Celsius, so it's not that cold, technically. Oh, all right. Well, it's, a, it's still pretty cold. Well, as I was say, he says not even zero. Oh, you're right. You're which right. would mean... A, a, not even 32. That'd right? be a big difference for, for uh, Fahrenheit. I, were there 
so I guess there are no women on the ship at all. Did women do any ever do any expeditions like this? They did, but not much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, especially, um, I, d- I don't know the whole story, but there was a woman explorer. But, you know, it was around this time, but she saw to wear, like, the full female dressing <laughs> gowns oh, really? and stuff. Yeah, like, so oh, she really? just, like, was in the Amazon in, like, a, a massive gown. <laughs> That's, like, the only, one of the only female things I can think of. A Br- but, British explorer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. Because I was thinking that when it started. Like, what do they do for companionship? Well, we find out. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to, like, talk right. about how they're probably just, like, having sex with each other. Right. And then they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least two of them. I have a feeling yeah. mostly they didn't. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, Who's they're to putting... Say? Are we going to talk about that scene later or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I just wanted to... Or we can. Yeah. I just, there's just a line I wanted to say from it. So they're putting crews together to try to go out to find some leads, which is basically like breaks in the ice so they, the ship yeah. can get through. And I, I could note this whenever, but the cinematography in the show was awesome. Oh, it was great. At this point, they pan up from the two ships, and it just gets further and further like up in the sky, yeah. and it's just ice as far it's as you can see. Yeah. And it just gives you that hopeless feeling like, man, what That's are they going to do? I, I was like, this looks terribly hopeless, like yeah. manually pulling a boat Oh, you yeah, know, across like ice? Yeah, across crazy. ice to God knows where. Like they don't know where they're. They don't really know where they're going. They don't know how long they're going to have to pull it for. Right. Yeah. So eight man crews go out in, I, I guess, every direction: east, east, west, north, south. Oh, is that only, what they did? I think only two went out. Well, two came back, but that didn't include the doctor's crew. So maybe there were three. Oh, I must have missed that. I only I, thought that it was the one. Oh, crew. I, I actually, okay. I actually thought it was just two crews that went out. Well, I, either way. Yeah, um, a couple crews go out. Yeah, and we, f- we focus on one crew in particular that has the doctor in it. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, are, are trekking over ice for however long, and they eventually find land. They, they find yeah. this uh, King William's Island. Um, we, I might be saying that wrong. I don't, I don't yeah, it's it like Sir King something. Some, some, some island, which is like as desolate as the ice is. Yeah, it's just like... It's literally just, just rocks. It's just as like, far <laughs> as you can see. It's not all white. It's all very light gray. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's all these um, rocks. Except there's these things called cans, which is piles of rocks, basically, that had been built there so they could store whatever documentation. Yeah. Um, so they said it had last been visited by another British expedition 17 years earlier. And then, you That know, is so crazy. Yeah, so they, they fill out like a little document, you know, like like by decree of Queen blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um, just a document that they had been there and they drop it in the rocks. Yeah, I wanted to know more about that because like, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, and, and they said, you know, hopefully next time someone reads this, it's some scholar at Cambridge or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something along those lines. That, yeah, that's like an interesting thing I want to actually like read up on yeah. and see how, I'm sure, I, I believe it was real. But. Yeah, uh, and then they go back to the little boat that they had been hauling Yeah, and something or someone has flipped it over and scattered their supplies it's everywhere. Like, and the boat's like crazy. Is a boat wrecked? Or it, it looks like something... Big and crazy went on. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't just look. like... I don't like think it, the boats wrecked, but like shit's everywhere. Like boxes are wrecked, and yeah. And it, I think it's at this point that one of them's like, "Oh, there might be a bear tracking us." Yeah, and, right? and yeah, he says something, but someone says something like, "I don't know that a bear could do that," or "I don't know what bear could do that." Yeah, yeah, something like that. Which is another illusion, Allu- like the illusion, mystic, yeah. whatever. So we're back at the two main ships, and this is when another crew gets back the yeah. crew that was searching east or west i don't remember yeah, yeah and they say they search for 11 miles they couldn't find a single lead in the ice yeah uh no cracks or anything all their their supplies that they had brought from the ship were actually rotted so oh, they yeah, had nothing yeah. to eat Jeez. <laughs> so yeah th- things were not not working out for these two ships 
there's a couple flashbacks throughout the episode, pretty short, but this one in particular, we see Francis, uh, he has a love interest in the flashbacks, who is the niece to Sir John. So we see that they do have this, per- oh, okay, they yeah, have yeah. a personal history too. And apparently the niece has like turned down multiple attempts by Francis to propose to her. Yeah. And they're sitting at the breakfast table and Sir John's like kind of disparaging Francis. Yeah, he's being really shitty. Yeah, in like a British way, but like still being shitty. Um, <laughs> British British way. Way. Yeah. Um, and then you see Francis is at the bottom of the stairs and he's like has overheard at least part of this. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's basically telling her like don't, you don't want to marry this guy. He's an explorer and that's, you don't, I don't want yeah. that for you. Yeah, right. yeah. But like this is all supposed to be kind of his friend, so. Yeah, they're right. like supposed to be close in yeah. some way at least. But right. also she kept saying no anyway, so yeah. she just didn't really want to marry him. Yeah. Then we cut to Francis and his second-in-command. Um, do you remember that guy's name? Reed, I think. Reed? I think it was Reed, yeah. Um, so they're, they're on the deck of the Terror in the ice, you know, at night looking out. Uh, they start reminiscing about stuff. And then they start talking about what's going to happen if they're still stuck in the ice when the next winter rolls around. Yeah. So, you know, basically if this giant piece of pack ice doesn't thaw, the boats are still going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if they're stuck there for the next winter, more ice is going to form. Yeah. And it's going to do one of two things. <laughs> it's either going to form underneath and push the boats up. Mm-hmm. And this guy reads like, yeah, I've seen boats stuck in the ice 20 or 30 feet in the air. Yeah. Or it's going to Which pull... is a problem, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It'll, 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 it'll yeah. theoretically <laughs> slowly thaw or maybe, I don't know, fall yeah, over. Sure. Or it's going to pull them down and it's going to crush the boats. Yeah. And then they're pretty much yeah, just going to die. Yeah. Which yeah. is what... Francis warned everybody about that they would be atomized, basically, if yeah. they right. stayed there. Right. The Doc and his crew get caught in some crazy hailstorm. There's like... Oh, yeah. One, yeah, one, one giant ice. Yeah, one, the first one was like the size of like a cantaloupe. Yeah, it was so big. <laughs> and the, the one guy's like, oh, I was, I was just going to say that this beach needed more ice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's one of the things where I thought it was like... And, and I mean, the whole storm after seems kind of also like maybe mysticism about right oh, maybe yeah, oh, yeah this, maybe was, like, think of this that. was just like crazy like huge hailstones started falling yeah. yeah and at first i was like are they under attack by like some like, <laughs> monster and then it was like a ton of hail and then like crazy thunder and yeah and th- and then i think they hear like growling yeah, or something it sounds like a big like roar yeah and they're like oh shit that's the bear yeah you know let, let's go out there so because they all have guns of course yeah so they go out there to try to track down this bear and the scene's like really dark mm-hmm. um Someone appears from the other side of this big frozen shore. There's just like blocks of ice. Yeah. And they shoot at it and it ends up being an old Inuit guy. Yeah. Who's being accompanied by his daughter. So, of course, she's she's freaking out. The doctor's trying to help him. And then the doctor turns back to where the boat was and sees this giant bear or something. It doesn't totally it, look like a bear. It doesn't yeah, look like a bear. It yeah. And it grabs huge. this dude from behind and just, I don't know, yeah, who tears was him apart. Was it, that, it was one of the, okay, that one was of the crew guys. The main guy they were looking for? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so at this point, this was going to be one of my criticisms. Like, that did not look like a bear. It looks kind of silly. Like, it, it grabbed the guy by the shoulder. And it looks like you see that like, like, hand. hand yeah. Like a big, like, white paw hand. Um, not like a... But then as I started paw. thinking about it, I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's really some weird monster thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. They bring the Inuits back to the ship, and the father eventually dies. The doctor tries his hardest to... Uh, get the bullet out, but he can't do it. It's lodged in his lung or something. Yes, I, I don't. I don't remember why, but he said it was like basically it would be too hard to get it out. Yeah, but if he's yeah. gonna die anyway, who cares? Um, but, this was another like heart wrenching scene, like because the daughter is yeah. right there crying yeah, over him, yeah. saying like, "Please bring him out so he can die under the sky." Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, he dies like 
below deck of this fucking ship that these white people just dragged them onto. Yeah. But she says it for a reason. She was like, he can't die in here. He has to die on the ice under the sky. He like he has to. He has to. He yeah, has to yeah. Get out of there. I mean, I wonder if it's like kind of because then his spirit can be. Yeah, she says. Um, released. Something like they won't be able to find him. Oh, so, I, oh. Yeah, so maybe that was a spiritual thing. Yeah. But yeah. So she's saying to her father, she says, "Tunbach will not obey me." Oh, like, yeah. Please don't go. Tunbach will not obey me. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but. Yeah. So she's saying that, so we're like, what is that? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So she's obviously very upset. I don't remember if it's the doctor or somebody else that tries to talk to her later. Maybe it's the captain. I think it's Francis. I think it's Francis. Second, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right, it's Francis. Francis tries to talk to her later, and she makes some hand gesture and says, you know, leave now or you're going to disappear. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that was a curse or... Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, it was, it was really... She like puts her hand familiar. in her mouth, and I was like, what is she about to pull out of her mouth? But then she just, like, pulls it out and, like, opens her hand and then says, leave now or you'll disappear. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and then the doctor is taking a look at the old man's uh, dead body and says his tongue had been surgically removed. Oh, yeah. So, he's, I, he's like, saying that to, like, Sir John or whatever and, like, the top yeah. other guys. Yeah. Like, saying, like, this is something notable. And they're like, we don't care. Get the girl off the boat. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you can tell mm. Sir John is super religious yeah. Um, he has sermon every Sunday, so the fact that they brought these two Inuits onto the boat, he was not pleased. Yeah. Um, he kind of, like, inched a little bit by letting the doctor even operate on him at all. Yeah. But that um, other doctor wasn't going to touch them. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. No. So this guy was the one, the, this was, like, the surgeon that did the, he's, like, the medical examiner, basically, who we're calling the doctor. But I think there was actually, like, a boat doctor. Yeah, there was a doctor and, he and a surgeon. And, yeah. Which and surgeon he, was, like, totally different back then than it is today. Yeah, because they're like, like, oh, you're just a surgeon. A surgeon, barber, um, what else do they do? They cook, I don't know. uh, Like, (laughs) put leeches on you, like, that's what surgeons were back then. Um, But yeah, the other doctor, like, wouldn't even touch them. Yeah. Just like, get them off this boat. Yeah. Um, So, I I don't know why the tongue was removed, but was it by British people or another white explorer yeah, that know. came before is or is it part like of some this, weird ceremony that they did part of this like weird mysticism that yeah yeah kind of like starting to allude to um so be. i think that was it for the actual show yeah we'll get mm-hmm. into our thoughts now yeah, yeah, yeah um man this show was fucking tense yeah right well for the most part i mean it i thought it, i liked movies that are well this wasn't a movie but it was two hours I like movies that have... I, I'm fine with movies that are paced really slowly. Like, the first hour was paced too slowly for me. The second hour had the same pacing, but I did feel tense because of the pacing. Yeah. It was it was paced slowly, which I was fine with. I'm okay with yeah, yeah. that kind of storytelling. It was so tense, I think, because I knew things were going to happen, and you're just yeah, yeah. waiting for it. So even when it's not happening, you're just, like waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Whether it's that like guy falling in the water and freezing or the bear attack or whatever the hell yeah, that yeah. thing was. Um, I didn't feel that way at all about it. And I think I think it's because I was so concentrated on trying to keep all of the facts straight. Like I wanted to make sure I knew who everybody was. That I was like so focused on like learning the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah. That's because also... I felt like there was like all this history that I didn't know. 
Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe, like, other people already know about this ship, but I've never heard about this ship, and so I need to really pay attention. <laughs> so I didn't, but I still loved the show. I honestly, I thought this was really cool. Yeah, I liked it. I'm, I'm like, um, very intrigued to see what happens I was gonna, next. To, to go off of that, I would say I had a similar problem with, the, like, the names. I was trying to, like, remember all the names. Plus, I was kind of having some difficulty picking up some of the accents, like, or, like, hearing them. Mm. A yes. lot of them were, like, kind of thick and, like, I don't know. So Talking I, really fast talking, and a little low. Yeah. Like, so I had difficulty with some of that, which kind of probably took some of the tension out of it for me. But I really did like it. And when I watched it, the next episode was on, and I was like, I really want to watch it. <laughs> but I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Be yeah, so, uh, well, well, spoiler alert, I really like the show, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, this is... I don't know if it's been renewed or not. It, it hasn't been decided yet. Yeah. But it, it's just the season. It's not a. It's not a ten part series. Yeah. It's ten episodes of the first season, so they are planning to hopefully have a second season. Okay. Um, which I wasn't sure about at first. I was like, oh, is this just like a limited run kind of thing? Yeah. Um, how far can you yeah, really take it? When <laughs> yeah, how far can you take it when it's just about like a, a few year <laughs> yeah. thing? Um, and they've so, already gone a year and a half or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. So I assume at the end of this. They're still they're still out there on the ice. We'll we'll, we'll see at the end of the yeah, ten episodes. Yeah, they must be right, um, or something crazy must be going on. So I'm just like really curious about how much information do people actually have about this expedition, or is this just like really? Are they just making it up, or are there actual um, like legends about it? Like, where is the story coming from? Like, like, yeah. I just don't really get it since they disappeared. Like, yeah. how does anyone actually know what happened? So, for 11 years, the British sent expeditions to try to find these two. I think it was 11 years. Mm -hmm. um, so, a lot of the stories are just, like, reports from those subsequent expeditions. There's a lot of Inuit people who told the stories later on. Mm -hmm. They suggested that their rations were infected with either lead or botulism. Yeah. Um, eventually, some of the crew apparently resorted to cannibalism. Yeah, I'd have heard that. Yeah. According to the Inuit people. So maybe we'll see that later in the show. I have to imagine we will. I kind of hope so. <laughs> um, as this series was being produced, the wrecks of the two ships were finally found. Really? Did you know this? Yeah. I did not know that. They were just found in 2016, two years before this recording. Oh, my God. Um, about 60 miles south of where they think that they were stuck. Okay, so... Yeah, they just found both ships, you know, somewhat apart, but both were about 60 miles south of where they thought they were stuck. Yeah. 168 years after the crews abandoned them. Yeah, that's We, we just found them, yeah. Yeah. So I, as they were producing this show, they had to, like, change certain things and, like, try to make it historically accurate. Oh, yeah, because all now this all new this information yeah. started flooding oh, in. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but prior to that, it was based on those subsequent expeditions by the British and just stories from Inuit people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Casey, what was the line that you wanted to talk about? And that we never went oh, back to that last scene. It's I not important. It was just oh. like it was just like a funny thing he said. Um, yeah, there's there's a scene uh, way below deck where two guys are having sex yeah. amongst whatever storage. Yeah, and they get busted basically, um, even though the guy doesn't technically see anything. Yeah, but like you can kind of tell. You kind of know what yeah. happens. Um, and the one of them was like really freaking out, like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! He's gonna like he's gonna say something." And then one guy's like being like real cool about it and he like lights the cigarette. <laughs> and, I think I've uh, done this before. Yeah, he's like he's like he he's like, this guy doesn't want to even think about what we were doing. He's not gonna say anything. And he's like, besides, there's worse things than being lashed. <laughs> I was like, oh that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in this. Um Yeah, I'm actually curious so because the, later on that guy ends up in Francis's 
um, oh yeah, in his cabin. Cabin, like I guess I feel like that was kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Calculated because he kind of knew that that guy, that guy that caught them, was going to come in. Like, don't bother telling on me because I'm really tight with the oh, captain. Oh. And that's why I felt like so I'm kind of interested on that storyline yeah. too. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of little stuff going on that we didn't go that deep yeah. into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good characters. I, the acting was great. Um, I oh, thought yeah. I thought Francis was a standout, but they were all really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the, uh, the writing was good. I mean, you were talking about the pacing before. It's definitely a slow burn kind of show. Yeah, but if you like that kind of thing, like Mad Men was a slow burn kind of show. I don't know. Was, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind slow pacing. I thought it was a little too slow for me. Okay. Not, no, well, that's not true. It was a little slow. Yeah, um, little more than I like, but I still like the show. And like I said, I was ready to dive into the next episode. Yeah, yeah, because it's good. Yeah, so... <laughs> Who produces the show, do we know? Is it anything... Like, is it the same producers as Mad Men or any connection? Just because I, similar actors? I don't know. The only thing I read is that it's executive produced by Ridley Scott. That's the only name I saw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, we could find that out easily. So, would you recommend The Terror? I did just recommend it to my dad tonight <laughs> at true. dinner. Really? I was like, That's Dad, funny. you would really like this show. Um, yeah, I mean, like I just said, if you don't mind a little bit of a slow burn, it's it's tense. The acting and writing is great. Um, there's a it lot of beautiful. It's yeah, yeah. Cinematography is incredible. So yeah, high, highly recommended for me. Yeah, this is. I, oh, sorry, oh, please. It's okay. Um, I was gonna say yeah. I also would recommend this show. And we started saying, would we recommend it over would we watch it? Because, you know, we can't watch all these shows. And I even said, like, I'm never going to watch any of these shows. I'm probably going to watch this show. I'm, yeah. I'm going to watch this show. Like, I'm definitely going to watch it. I don't watch TV. Like, you know, I'm cool like that. But <laughs> I'm probably going to watch the, this whole season. Yeah. Because it looks, it, I want to know what happens. It really hooked me. Which is kind of like our biggest complaint on most of the pilots is that they didn't hook us. Right. This one hooked me. Yeah, this one definitely yeah. got. And this yeah. is not the normal type of show that I watch. Not It's just not what I'm normally interested in. Like, if someone had just, like, read me the description um, and I wasn't going to watch it because we do this podcast, I would have probably skipped over it. Yeah. But I was really excited to watch it because it's so different from the other shows that we've reviewed. Yeah. And it's, I just thought it was so good. Like, I'm glad that we watched it because now I'm really excited to watch something like this, even though yeah. I don't go for, like, I don't know. It's not my type of thing. It's hard to explain but it actually what, kind is. Of, what kind of genre this is. <laughs> right. It's good, yeah. Yeah, I saw it being advertised as horror, which it certainly is to some extent. Yeah, but, like, um, I, would, it's like I would say his, horror. Historical thriller Yeah, I would say drama. thriller than yeah, horror, I don't know. you know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if there's actually a monster in there or not. Which, I, actually... I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. I okay. read something after watching that implied that everything was like, you know, based in reality. Mm -hmm. It's just in later episodes, the guys start to lose their mind and you're not really okay. sure what's going on, but it's, it's yeah. just from their point of view, um, which I was a little bit surprised about because I thought for sure they were laying down some like mysticism, monster, yeah. monster, monster otherworldly kind of stuff. Yeah, that's... So, you know, I don't know how accurate that is. I've only watched the first two episodes. Yeah, I'm um, totally into both ideas. Yeah, I I'm fine if they leave it to our interpretation. I love yeah, that. that's um, perfectly fine with me. I actually, I think I prefer that over it being like, this is definitely a monster, or this is definitely a bear, and they're just freaking out. Oh, I, I definitely preferred over this is just a bear and they're freaking out. Yeah. 
I would like I, I like mysticism and weird shit like that. Yeah. I would like that, but as long as it's done well. Right, right. Yeah, I, I like I can get corny real quick. I like the idea of us mm-hmm. never really knowing. Like yeah, is, it, yeah. is it these guys literally going insane? Yeah. Or you know, what's going on? My only thing with that, why I kind of say like maybe I would like it more to be mystical, is because when you're trying to if you're doing something well and you're trying to portray a character as insane, you have to be kind of subtle with it. Sure. Um, and I would just like to see a fucking monster like ripping somebody <laughs> at some point. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah. As long as it's done well. Because this is not the kind of show where I'm like, you know, I just want to see goofy shit. I want to see like <laughs> right, right. I want to see all of this done very well because yeah, yeah. the rest of the show is. Cool. Any other thoughts on the terror? No, I'm just no. gonna probably watch it when we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. I was um, gonna say who's gonna die, but like. Okay. <laughs> right. Like you kind of can't really, right? Yeah, like people already did die. People already they did die. All yeah. die. Do know they're, they're all they're die. all going to die. Yeah. So they're all gonna die. Let, let's do it because we're, this is the only time we're all going to be right. So, oh, I okay. think Francis is going to die. <sighs> yeah, I think the I think the doctor surgeon guy is eventually going to bite it. I think the monster's going. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit uh, a different show for us, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Not much to make fun of, but... Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but we liked it. Yeah, but yeah. You might have wanted to see this show and wanted to know our brilliant take. Exactly. So email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com if you have any suggestions on shows to watch, comments about our show... Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trial by Pilot. And thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Yep. And just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AKC Lynch, where you can see my art stuff. And you can see my uh, other podcast I do, Zomboys. Me and my friend talk about zombies. Zombie movies. That's it. Um, I had this really funny idea for a plug because I never have anything to plug mm-hmm. and I was going to do this bit where I talked about how you could come see me Tuesday nights performing the role as waitress oh. at a local uh, restaurant that I actually waitress at and it's going to be this really funny thing like oh tickets are free blah 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 um, the, the restaurant literally just closed overnight like it's really you know, I don't work there anymore I'm supposed to work tomorrow oh, night I don't work there anymore yeah they, they called so, up the manager last night and they were like oh you're, cl- you're closed. You're not opening tomorrow. Holy crap. Isn't that crazy? So, um, anyway, um, that was what I was going to plug now. I don't have a job. That would be a funny <laughs> bit. That would be a funny bit, but also might be somewhat problematic for people to know exactly where you are exactly. Like, <laughs> no, but, like, if I could get, I don't know, an extra 60 bucks a Fair shift. <laughs> then it's worth the stalker. Right. Um, All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Watching